start your weekend. Saturday Breakfast with Matt Webb. So to coin a phrase, a week is a long time in politics. And to chew over what's been happening over the last few days, it's our political analyst, uh, Phil Rogers. Good morning to you, Phil. Good morning, Matt. So let's start with um, what's been happening over the last few days. Of course, uh, Rishi Sunak and um, the Health Secretary at the time, Sajid Javid, uh, stood down. And of course, there's, there was two local, or relatively local, Cambridgeshire MPs who were put into positions, weren't there? Yes, that's right. Cambridgeshire now has two cabinet ministers, which is... Uh a uh, bit of a change from, from uh, where it was before. Steve Barclay is now the Health Secretary and we also have Shailesh Vara in North West Cambridgeshire and he is Secretary of State for Northern Ireland. And of course, uh, previously, Andrew Lansley was the House Secretary and he was the South Cambridgeshire MP. So that must be the second time that a, uh, a House Secretary has been, has been picked from the, uh, the Cambridgeshire area. Yeah, yes, that's right. Um, Steve Barclay has, of, of course, had quite a bit of ministerial experience before and uh, he was Boris's Chief of Staff, uh, Chief Secretary of Treasury, Brexit Secretary, of course. So he does have quite a lot of experience. So uh, not really a big surprise that, uh, that he finds himself in the Cabinet at this stage. But Shayla Schwerer, that's an interesting appointment, isn't it? Yes, yes, that's that's right. I mean, uh, Northern Ireland, you wouldn't necessarily expect that would be uh, the, the first thing he'd, he'd be picking off the uh, list of cabinet positions, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll get stuck into it, and um, clearly it's a very difficult situation there at the moment, and, and uh, lots to get to grips with. Were you surprised that he took the role up with everything that's going on at the moment? It's a bit of a poison chalice, isn't it, really? Oh, I think if somebody asks you to be a cabinet minister <laughs> and uh, you're a member of parliament, it's, uh, it's a pretty difficult thing to turn down. <laughs> I suppose it is, isn't it, really? Some of the uh, local political reaction has been rather interesting over the, the last few days. Um, I've been speaking to Lord Richard Bath. I spoke to him in the last hour, and uh, this is what he had to say. I'm afraid that Johnson will use this next few weeks to create dozens of new peers from his friends and basically to run riot in the way that Trump did. So, yes, I I think we have a deputy prime minister. He served before when Boris was in hospital and he did a steady job. The only thing is, I think, that the deputy prime minister should not then be running for Prime Minister. So that was uh, Lord Richard Balfe speaking to me in the, in the last hour. It's interesting, he thinks that Boris Johnson is going to run riot over the, over the next few months if he's not, if he's not turfed out of uh, Downing Street now. I'd be a bit surprised, to be honest. I mean, I think it's been very interesting how the the, the sort of the British system has really come into play, and um, it, it sort of stretched a bit, and there were some creaking noises, but but really the sort of natural order has reasserted itself, and and we've had when we've had um, PMs resigning before, there has always been this this transition period where the the previous incumbent hangs on for a few weeks while while the successor is selected, and and nothing very dramatic happens during that time. Of course, there's always events, dear boy. Events um, and 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 who knows what will happen? But I I think there will certainly be restraining forces on on Boris as uh, as the next few weeks unfold. Meanwhile, the South Cambridgeshire MP Anthony Brown has also been speaking. He was speaking to BBC Radio Cambridgeshire a couple of days ago. Clearly, their trust in politics has uh, taken a real battering, particularly in the last uh, few years, from the actions of this government, and that's going to be incredibly important to restore that. But that's a long-term project. So, a long-term project to restore trust in politics. That's what a lot of conservative mps have been saying yes well politicians are kind of down there with with um i don't know uh perhaps journalists and uh, real estate agents um in in the level of trust that the public have in them 
typically. Um, whether that's really going to um, change dramatically, I don't know. Um, there, there's always always going to be uh, differences of, of political opinion and, and machinations and, and so on. Um, but I think Conservative MPs will certainly be looking for a good deal of stability and, and grip in the, uh, in, in the next leader and, and perhaps a, a little less of an exciting time. And of course, um, Anthony Brown published his letter that he sent to, or it was an email he sent to Graham Brady, the, the chair of the 1922 committee, he posted it on Facebook, I think, a couple of nights ago, following the, the, the two big cabinet resignations. We kind of now can see which way he voted in the, uh, in the vote of no confidence, can't we? Yes, I mean, he's come out very strongly at the sort of anti-Boris end of the spectrum, and, and while we've had other people uh, becoming uh, cabinet ministers and so forth, and I think Paul Bristow was, was supporting, um, in, in Peterborough, he was supporting Boris quite strongly. Anthony Brown who actually goes back a long way he was advisor to Boris Johnson when he was Mayor of London, he, he was writing for The Spectator when Boris Johnson was editing it sort of 20 years ago um, and, and clearly knows him very well um, but he, he's very much got to the point where he, he's saying no more time for someone else. <laughs> Indeed um, it's been a very busy couple of days lots of things have, have been going on of course we're now into a the start of a, a leadership contest, um, we don't know what's going to happen after the appointments of the 1922 committee which are happening on Mon- Monday aren't they? Yes that's that's right and we I think we'll probably see some tweaks to the rules but basically the uh, the general format will will remain the same which is that the M- the MPs whittle down the list to two people and that then goes forward to the members in the country and uh, and they'll they'll pick the the next prime minister and we'll probably see the uh, the whittling down among among the MPs happening uh, sort of over the next week and a half because um, the recess comes a week on Thursday I think and they'll want to get it done by then and then it'll probably be about a month after that I would imagine um, that it'll it'll take for the, the contest in the country to happen. Okay and looking at some of the runners and riders of course uh, Rishi Sunak is the is the big celebrity the big name I suppose if you could if you could call him that's the uh, the former Chancellor of the Exchequer. Uh, Ready for Rishi is what his Facebook banner says or was put up last night. Um, he stands a, a, a good chance doesn't he? Yes I think of the of the four who've declared so far he's certainly the front runner and it was a very very swish video that I, d- I don't know if you've seen it but it's I have, of, yes. yeah, very big big on on uh, his family background and, and it's so always forth. as if it was so. waiting in the wings wasn't it <laughs> well it has been pointed out that uh, the ready for rishi website was actually registered back last december so i think <laughs> there has been a little bit of forward planning go- been going on but th- that's not a big surprise really and an interesting front uh, well, i wouldn't say a front runner but an interesting name who's uh, been doing the rounds over the last few days has been tom tugenhap uh, yes, that's right. He's um, has a number of declared supporters. Uh, we, we also have Suella Braverman, who I think is a bit of an outsider. Um, Kemi Badenoch has also uh, just just declared, and there's a number of other names that we're expecting to throw their hats into the ring as as, as the weekend develops. The, um, the, the Ben Wallace, maybe Liz Truss, these sorts of these sorts of names. Um, and yes, yes, that's right. In fact, looking at the um, the betting odds, Rishi Sunak is about evens at the moment. Ben Wallace is actually second favourite, so and he hasn't, I don't think, officially declared yet. Uh, Penny Mordaunt is uh, uh, a little way behind him. Then Liz Trust, Tom Tugendhat, Jeremy Hunt, who I'm not. I- not sure is going to run, um, and and the the list goes on. Uh, Pretty Patel, I suppose, is another is another name who could potentially 
put, put themselves forward? We don't know yet. <laughs> she seems to be at very long odds at the moment, so maybe there's some indication that she's not running. So, okay, um, well, that's interesting. Um, I did pose this question to... Um, uh, to to Lord Richard Balfe, who I spoke to in the last hour from the Conservatives, about um, because he was born in in Suffolk in Mildenhall, which is uh, Matt Hancock's constituency. Matt Hancock has ruled outstanding as a leader of the Conservative Party. Do you think that's because of what happened with the uh, with, with the bits and pieces he was caught up in the, a few months ago? I think yes, yes, he may he may want a, a a bit longer to elapse before he he kind of comes back and tries for high, highest office again. I'm we'll we'll have to see what time brings us. And you touched upon Kemi, who's an interesting person because uh, she's been she's been she's one of the, the younger MPs, isn't she? In in the in the House of Commons, one of the most recent intake. Um, do you think she stands a, a fair chance, or do you th- do you think she might be might be vying for a cabinet position with whoever ends up taking the uh, taking the role? Uh, yes, I think she's um, a, a number of people will enter the contest merely in order to sort of become a bit more prominent uh, and and perhaps get a, a, a cabinet position out of it. Um, but you know, I, th- I think a lot of them think, well, let's have a go at it. If 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 not now, when? And uh, um, she's. Uh, says she wants limited government and uh, a, a truthful government, so I think that's clearly going to be a, a, a bit of a theme of the uh, of the contest as it develops. And and really, uh, a, a lot of the argument I think is going to be around um, the economic situation, which is pretty difficult at the moment, and there are going to be some tough choices ahead and and uh, a pretty stormy situation for. Uh, uh, the next couple of years up to the election. It's interesting, actually, because uh, Theresa May was actually giving a, a speech um, a couple of days ago, literally as Boris Johnson was resigning, and uh, the, the question was posed to her, would you like to be caretaker prime minister? And she hasn't ruled it out. Obviously, that would automatically, I would assume, fall to Dominic Raab if that was, if that was the case. Interestingly, though, um, looking at uh, what's been happening over the last few days, a lot of Conservative MPs are, are saying that they want someone to bring the country and be- bring the political party together. Well, I thought, or many people probably thought, that was Boris Johnson's job in 2019, but that doesn't necessarily seem to have been the case. Well, I think uh, a large number of MPs have just become increasingly aggravated with uh, the succession of, uh, shall we say, difficult situations that, that, that Boris has got into. And he, he's clearly, you know, on a number of occasions um, said things which are, are simply not the case it turns out on closer examination and he's then had to walk those back and uh, uh, the it was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back uh, the the sort of pincher incident but um it has been heading in that direction for, for, for quite some time so i don't think it's a, a huge surprise looking at the big picture that uh, that he has gone now and finally if you were a betting man <laughs> who would your money be on for the next conservative leader with with the names that have been already declared and some of the names who who we think might put themselves forward over the next 48 hours or so well i'd quite be t- i'd be tempted by a flutter on ben wallace i think um and it's it's a, the question really is who's going to get into the last two and then go to the country and then what are the conservative membership going going to think because it has to be said the mps are perhaps economically a bit more right wing than the conservative membership but socially maybe a bit more left wing if if you like so well, Tom Tugendhat is a, is very much a, I think he's more centrist isn't he really he's more in the center that that's right but um from some points of view that isn't necessarily going to play terribly well mm. with the with the conservative membership in the, in the country so it it's who's going to get through to those last two and who who's who's going to play um who's who's going to do the best so I might have a flutter on Ben Wallace but I think Rishi Sunak is is in with a pretty good chance as well excellent 
Minister. Phil Rogers, thank you very much for joining me this morning. I'm sure we'll be hearing much more from you over the next few weeks and months as the uh, Conservative leadership race um, continues to sort of run and kick off. And then we, we, we're expecting there to be a new Prime Minister in time for party conference season in October. Yes, uh, certainly by then and quite possibly a bit before then. Brilliant stuff. Phil Rogers, thank you very much indeed.